I mean, God put our G-spot in our buttholes. Digital stimulation, period. So you got head from a dude. You got head from a dude. But I let another man touch it. Do you get hard when you see a cop? One girl I had sex with and her husband watched. And that was really awkward. When she was ready, she just got naked to go for it. And everyone went for every orifice. With this podcast. I'm Craig. Who's with me here? I'm Neil. I'm, I'm Brent. Excellent. I want to take it back a bit. Why, why are we calling this the Quitters Podcast? Um, I, you want to go for it? I, well, Neil came up with it. I, I, I have a theory why it's called that. But well, why, why literally are we calling it the Quitters Podcast? Because I, I tried to uh, get out of doing it. Yeah. So last night, I contacted you guys. About maybe hanging out. Well, yesterday morning. Was it yesterday morning? Oh, so there was even more. Yeah, more there's more. There's more notice for me to, to wiggle, wiggle my way out of it. Right, and then about two hours. I was down. I was like, "Let's do it," and I, I still wanted to do it. I wasn't feeling all that hot though. I think you were trying to make other plans. Really? No, what other plans were I trying to make? I don't know. So you're just going to make an accusation with nothing, no other theory or backup to Just it. your full past. Yeah, well, so why, 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 why did the quitters get thrown in? We started riffing on uh, podcast names without Brent. Yeah. I think the Quitter, Quitters podcast was one. I think I called, uh, I had one like a uh, dream abortion. <laughs> one of mine. The Quitter Diaries. The Quitter Diaries. The Quitter Diaries is yeah. good. That's that, a, how that, is that? Actually, that, that sounds like a real show. Yeah. That's better. Um, essentially, everything we've done, as we, we've known each other since, I would say, me and Neil have known each other since 91. We've known Craig since 96. Yeah. And essentially, we've had these big dreams or goals that we either wind up just... Just farting out on like we nothing we just don't well, feel it at all. I just want to note that like our big dreams, for the most part, have been the the grand dream of a cable access show, <laughs> and now a podcast. <laughs> I mean, but essentially, we make it sound like we, we've we've tried to like you know. Uh, run for Congress or something. Well, like, no. we've had, like, these very modest goals that we've Well, essentially, quite... we wanted to go somewhere. Like, yes, we were trying to do public access, but in our head, eventually, it would re- we would be the next Kids in the Hall or the next Mr. Show. Um, wow, that dates us. It does date us big time. Mm. What made you change your mind? Why did you... At first, you were coming up with excuses not to be well, there. I really did not feel good. I was worried I was getting um, a cold. Uh, essentially, it was allergies. And... Um, Beyond that, uh, y'all guilted me into doing it. Like, y'all literally guilted me into doing it. Like, y'all made me feel bad. And I was like, because we've tried to do stuff in the past and we wind up quitting, or, you know, one of us winds up crapping out on the other, I, I felt like, well, I need to man up. So, you know, I'm pushing through. But I, I essentially don't feel good. I really don't. I don't feel good. Do you feel good now? That's nice. It's nice hanging out. It's nice seeing y'all. It's, we don't do this much. Did you expect an honest? I mean, that that was an honest answer. I, it, it's it's very nice. We we don't get to all hang out like this. I think it's the first time you, me, and Craig have been in the same room. It's been a long time. I would say two years, maybe. I, I guess for context, we should state that uh, you guys are both family men. 
people are fathers. Nah, you know, whoever listens is not going to give a shit. Like, oh, they're fathers. Like, I'm very, well, maybe, yeah, I'm a father. I think for context, it's for context, it might be needed. Mm. Yes. I'm, I'm a man of leisure. <laughs> not married, no children. A playboy. So, yeah. I, 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 does that count, playboy? I'm a man of leisure because I don't make very much money. Yeah. But I have plenty of free time. You know, so I think I'm elite. Not, not a man of luxury, but a man of leisure. And we're in like a. Can I can I refer to this as a new house? Essentially sure. for you, can sure. I, it's a family home that I have you squatted in, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Have you banged someone in this this house yet? Um, not yourself. No. Oh no, man. not yet. I I don't know how easily that's going to happen. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So far out in the country? Well, that and, like, like I feel like as soon as someone walks into this place, they're going to know, right? They're going to know what's up. <laughs> that I'm living in, like, a, like my former grandparents, or, or my, not former grandparents, like I'm living in my dead grandparents' home. Like, I think they'll see it by the wallpaper and some of the odd trinkets and stuff like that. Oh, you just got to get the right girl. Like, you need, sweet, oh, you need to get like a hipster or someone like, whoa, like this is, yeah, yeah you need someone it's that retro. thinks it's, yeah, like don't think it's retro and you're, you're cutting edge. Well, I, in all, in all honesty, I didn't want to just whitewash my grandparents' presence. I didn't want to just come in here and be like, fuck all this and just like rip down everything that was my grandparents. So I kind of kept a lot of stuff and then added my own junk. So the, the kitchen especially gives away that it's, it's not your style. Oh, so it, well, it's like a harvest moon, or a, there's like a farm harvest all over the wall. There's all. Yeah. This is yeah, yeah. This is a woman's touch all through here. An elderly woman's touch at that. So really, so yeah. I just I feel I feel weird bringing a woman here without a lot of, you know. Well, in most cases, you knock them out and blindfold them anyways. Um. <laughs> Shut it down. I might, I might like stretch that out in editing to make it seem like it was even more of a pause. <laughs> so we've already made fun of where I live. Yeah. So we hit that note. I think we should go ahead and talk about the past. I think we should bring up something from the past. And just go into detail. <laughs> Fucked. We don't have to name names. We no. have to just, just talk about stories. I think I just gave it away because I just said I'm so fucked. Because everything, everything y'all are going to say will involve me somehow and y'all are going to fucking crucify me. No, what's the quintessential Brent story? If you had to, like, tell someone, like, what, what's a story that, that sums Brent up? <laughs> that is a loaded question. That's no, I'm, just, I'm, just loaded what, what, I'm, just, I'm curious what Neil will come up with. Is, like, the quick, you know what I mean? Like, if someone's like, tell me about Brent. What's Brent about? Yeah, what, what, what's he all about? Like, I'm just curious what he was so, on the table So, with. essentially, you're going to say fucked up shit about my past, and I have to rebuttal. Is that... Is no, I'm just, I want Neil to tell the story, and then you can interject... With your, you know, okay. details from he, time to time. Okay. Okay. And, but again, we don't say what, what, No, 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 that's it. That's it. So just pretend, okay, I'll be, let's roleplay this a little Should bit. Should I leave the room? No, 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 you be here. Okay. Um, Would it be better? I could leave a room, I could go through one of your mini... No, books. I just want you to, okay. So no, I'm, I'm like a new person, right? I'm like uh, an acquaintance of yours, right? And I come up to you, I'm like, hey, what's Brent, what's that guy Brent White about? He's kind, of a, he's kind of a man whore. He's, <laughs> what do you mean, man whore? What are you trying to say? Yeah. I mean, like he's kind of married out my whore. I'm, I'm talking about the the real the, the real okay. you, okay. The, not the the you that you turned into when you got married. I'm, I'm so now now Brent is chaste, right? He's like a very pure person. 
I don't know much about Brett now. Uh, he could oh, still be. Yeah, that would be part of this podcast too, is us exploring who we've become <laughs> the past few years. <laughs> Getting to know each other again, right? So, okay, no, so Brent's a man whore. What do you mean? Tell me a story about Brent being a man whore. He fucked a lot of women. <laughs> he would. Well, he would throw himself at any woman that he, he found attractive. Oh, okay. There were no standards involved. No, no, Just no. Whatever, whatever. Uh, there were. Th- I'll let him continue. I'm sure you have more questions. But I, 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 I had standards. About, I they were lower than nils. I will be the neutral party, and I will allow you to interject when I feel like it's appropriate for you to interject. Okay. Otherwise, you have to try your best to sit on it. Okay. okay. Well, can I interject? Only when I tell you, you can. So that's okay. the deal. So okay. okay, fine. So okay. Officially, the game is. Neil's going to tell a story. I will see Brent getting upset. And then if I feel like it's gone beyond the pill, I'll let you interject and have, have the floor for a little while. Okay? Eight hours later. You can interject now, Brent. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so here we go. Officially, okay? So do your best to just let, let, let Neil spill it, okay? So, man, where? Anything, anything. There's no standards. Tell me, give me an example. Like, what happened? <laughs> I had standards. <laughs> no, no, you have to sit on it. You have to let it go as long as you possibly can, and then, and then you can come in, and you'll get the floor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, and you know, if, you, if you don't feel comfortable, I mean, you're the one that brought up the man whore thing. I, I, you could have gone any tract. I would have gone a different one, maybe out, straight out the, you know, out the gate. But, but please, man whore, no standards. And scene like <laughs> I don't know what stories I, I have regarding that. I uh... well, he's never like paid for sex, has he? <laughs> I was I was trying so hard not to, but uh, since you did ask, um, I believe he has paid for sex several times. Okay, cut. Brent, you can interject. Are you still recording? Yes, it's still recording. Can you hear me from here? Can you? Uh, barely. Okay. You really need to sit, sit back, back down. down. Yeah, yeah. Sit back down. I no, he's on it. I mean, I, 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 I paid for it big time. You just unbuckled your belts. Well, yeah, because I, I got a gut. Like, so just get in my gut. Again, just for anyone listening, as you were, as you were agreeing with the fact that you paid. Yeah. Sex before you unbuckled your belt. Well, yeah, because I got a gut. Okay. Like I was sitting down, and like I, I usually undo the belt anyways when I sit down. Are you gonna slap your money down? No. So the game is for Brett to hold out as long as humanly possible, as Neil recounts stories. All right. So here we go. Neil. This may not define him as a man whore, but one of the the stories that sticks out in my mind is when he he came to my house and pretty openly and nonchalantly talked about how uh, a, a girl stuck her finger up his ass uh, for the first time. Well, how old were you guys when this um, happened? Wow. I want to say maybe 20. Um, I guess the best part, though, was my mom was like right in the next room while he was describing all So did he just like, was it like Kramer and Seinfeld? He kicked open the door and he's like, Guys! Figure up the ass. Like, that's how it really did, actually. Yeah. It was a little bit... He uh, declared it as he walked in. Yeah, like, uh... I like, I never thought I would, it would be like that, or... Yeah. He was pretty, uh... Pretty happy about it, I remember. Right. 
I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if that's him being a man whore, but it, it, it's 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 personality regarding sex. Any closing statements? Because Brent's dying to interject. Buzz want to know <coughs> the full. Did, I was just wondering. I guess more of a question for Brent is if he had the hemorrhoid at the time. Brent, <laughs> <laughs> the floor yeah. is open to you. Yes, I, I did have the hemorrhoid at the time. Did you have a hemorrhoid like when you were born or something? That's oh, a really young I, age to have a hemorrhoid. Some, some, at some point about mid nineties. Yeah, wow. I got huge. I didn't. I was eating a lot of uh, since since all this has happened. Up, I've had uh, the doctor was like. You, need, you don't have any fiber in your diet because I finally complained about the size of my, my feces. Yeah. It was literally the size of my feces that ripped me a new asshole. And uh, yeah, it, there's an anal, there's a fissure down there and an aroid. And it's pretty much from how huge my shits are. And now now it's not an issue because I, I take fiber. I have like a Metamucil and shit mixed yeah. in with everything I take. So, okay, excellent. What, so, uh, why, why was it? What was the question again, Neil? Oh, give us. I want to hear it one more time for the listeners as well. Just if he had the hemorrhoid at the time. Yes, I, so I did. did. Um, years later, when me and Michelle started uh, started the the the, the fucking, yeah. um, she she went with the hand down there, and she 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 never said anything, but she knew I had a hemorrhoid just. By Oh wow! So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So she, she was just feeling around the dark she was, style. Yeah, she was, yeah, yeah, was like, yeah, like, 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 oh yeah, here we go. Oh, you want to put your hand down there? Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask her to put her hand. Yeah, there. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So is that like uh, instead of telling women that you have a hemorrhoid, is that like your thing? You you just ask them to go around, <laughs> and then when they find it, you're like, oh yeah, I have a hemorrhoid. Oh. No, no. And you make it kind of a sweet, you know, kind of pillow no. talk. No, but most of the time they don't. They have no idea. They're just they're kind they're of like, it, and they're like. This is a man's asshole. Yeah. But let me tell you, I mean, I don't know if y'all have allowed a girl to do that to y'all yet, but it's, I mean, there's there's a reason it's, it's, it feels good. It's there. That's, I mean, God put our G-spot in our buttholes. It's a G-spot. I think it's just an indication. I think you have a lot of nerves there to indicate yeah. when you're going to take a shit. So you don't shit yourself when... I don't know. I mean, we could always... sexy. Yeah, we could always do a, a Google search to decide this, but that would take the fun out of this whole conversation. So, but I, I think I think the man's G-spot is down there. I think it's evolution. We <laughs> evolved. We do not want to fuck me. So I'm going to pause it. For the listeners, I'm going to pause it, and I'm going to Google and research really, very quickly about the male G-spot, then we'll come back. <laughs> Okay, so I, I did a very brief Google search for the male G spot. Um, Brent, when you are searching, when you are allowing a woman to hit your G spot, do you brace your hands against the back of a sofa and bend over at a ninety degree angle, spread your legs apart, and have your woman get on her knees in front of you? Because uh, that's that's how you allow her to perform oral sex while still being able to stimulate your prostate. Is uh, that what happens, or is it like just digital stimulation? Just, just digital stimulation. Period. The hand comes around. So it's kind of like I'm pretty much fingering me. You're getting fingered. Yeah, I'm pretty much getting fingered in my butthole. And that's you like that. Does yeah. that happen before or after you orgasm? Before, oh, it's before. I don't want it after I orgasm. What's the point? So you don't like it more than actually having an orgasm? Yeah, no, no, no. It just it helps. It helps stimulate it. Like it helps. So I think that's what Neil is saying, right? Oh. Is that like the G spot? When you say G spot, you think that that means you can have an orgasm just by that stimulation, right? You can't, right? No, like I'm, you don't ejaculate from. Yeah, I don't just come from her doing that. From the girl doing that, right? No, but to me, it, it, it enhances it. And he even said that. 
was that weren't you told that supposedly that you can make someone actually come from there? It come from uh, touching the prostate or mas- yeah. uh, massaging the prostate. So when you were twenty years old and the girls shoved her finger in your butthole, yeah. did you was that actual? Was it erotic or was it just she just randomly? She she it? just did it. We we we. We on and off dated for years, yeah. and this was the first time, by the way, like your first date ever, just immediately, like, sex, finger in the butt, and I froze, because it never happened to me in my entire life, like, I was, like at that point, I was still kind of a novice, and I, I was like, but I literally felt, like, you could feel the nerves, you could feel everything just felt ten times better, I felt like I even grew an inch, you know, down there. And it felt great, like when I when it was time to go. I mean, it was it enhanced it as opposed to when I was with a girl afterwards who didn't do that. It wasn't as as good. So okay, so Neil, do you have another story that you'd like to record? <laughs> I think we've kind of. I mean, that's a good start, right? This yeah. jumps out as you know something abnormal, right? Like a normal guy would not walk into a room declaring that. Right? Right. I think that's why it stands out. Okay, so... But I don't think that makes me a man uh, or... Pardon me. Oh. The game. <laughs> All right? So now you have to... Neil's got to have floor again. Neil, give us another man whore story. I don't know if this necessarily specifies him as a man whore, but uh, he, uh, he claimed to be bisexual in high school. And right. uh, claimed to have... Uh, not intercourse, but uh, I guess gotten a blowjob from a guy. So he got head from a dude. He got head from a dude. It's uh, and in all, in all fairness, a lot of young men, you know, that's like the college thing, right? Right. Is supposedly a lot of young people experiment with that sort of thing. So it's not that abnormal, but it does jump ahead as again something that you don't necessarily declare to a group of people. Because I remember it being, I remember even in my era after high school when I got to know Brent as being something that he would bring up as kind of a point of pride. Like, he was kind of proud of this experimentation, right? So maybe that's another reason it kind of sticks in our head a little bit. I wonder if it was not necessarily a point of pride or a way to cut off the fact that somebody found out using that as, like, a uh, something against Brent. Oh, like no one can make fun of him for yeah. it because he's already, he's he's already on Front Street. He's already... Right. Right. Put it out there. So. so, do you remember it being an isolated incident? Was it just like this one-time thing? Like, like I don't remember the circumstances. I remember very much so Brent bringing it up, saying like, "Well, it was in the the story was it was in the parking lot of a Books a Million, uh, and I think it was an isolated incident. Was it someone that we all know? I don't, Brent's never. Uh, I don't. It's like never admitted to. Yeah, who it was or no? Like, it says it, it did not happen. Right, because it's kind of like. In retrospect, I kind of believe that it didn't happen just because the story sounds awfully li- a lot like. Uh, but what sense does it make to hold on the story? I, no, but let me just let me just put this forth before we open the floor to Brent, uh, who is chomping at the bit. He's just uh, very upset right now. I can tell. Um, no, but <laughs> he's not at all. Uh, but uh, it sounds like uh, someone saying, "I have a girlfriend in Florida." Uh, so you guys will never see her. Like I, you know, I visit her every now and then, and we have sex, and it's amazing. But you guys will never actually interact with her. Oh, she broke up with me, so there's really no way you'll ever interact with her now. It sounds a little bit like that, right? Like, like I got head from a dude, but I can't tell you who it was. You know what I mean? And, and we're always kind of wondering. But you're right; it's not really a bragging right traditionally for uh, a straight American teenager 
to state that he got hit from a dude, right? Possibly it is to other girls, maybe. Right. But not to... Why would it be appealing to other women, do you think? I don't know. Maybe at the time, it seemed adventurous to the other girls. Like, ooh, he's... So, your verdict... Or sensitive. Or sensitive. Yeah, he's sensitive. He's so open-minded, right, that he'll let a guy blow him. Like, us now in our 30s, do you believe that it was all bullshit? Or do you think there's, like, a smidge... I think it's real. You think it's 100% yeah. real? I, I want to go on record saying I think it's real, too. You, you've convinced me. So I, I, I believe that at one point, Brent, in a parking lot, allowed a man to perform moral sex on him. Brent? <laughs> uh, the guy was from Canada. Oh, really? That's yeah. even better. Do you remember I said that? I said, oh, yeah, he's from Canada. Um, no, that did not happen. But... Something did happen way, way after the fact. And that's an interesting story in itself. But at the time, I... Yeah, I'm going to tell you the whole thing. I promoted the idea because the, the attention was pretty cool. A lot of girls were into it. What, what, what was the inception of that idea? This, like, what I, did you see or read where you were like, I've got to tell everybody i got a head from the dude? I, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just What it started off with was, I don't know. I might have feelings for guys. And girls all of a sudden like just flocked that. Like your like uh, Neil's sister, Anne. Um, let's see. Karma. Um, it was like, and Nicole was kind of like, oh, like, you know, they, they weren't impressed or anything, but they took an interest and there's this attention from girls, which I didn't get much of at that time. And was that a genuine thing though? Like in all fairness, was that like something you really were curious really about when you were like a teenager? Yeah, I did question like, it. I questioned it so much. I actually went to my dad about it. Oh, I would love to have been a father. Oh man. It was, it was amazing. My dad was just, well, my dad was pretty cool about it, but mm. it, it kind of got to the point where he didn't, he got frustrated because he didn't know how to, you know, to tell me. Sure. So he finally said, do you get home? Hard when you see a guy, and I said no. Do you get hard when you see a girl? And I'm oh, like, yes. This that had to have been like a four hour long conversation. No, no, no. Broke down like that, and he was like, listen, you get a. Did your dick get hard when you don't, don't forget? <laughs> no, it wasn't even a four hour conversation. It was one of those things where it was like five minutes, and yeah. I just kept going. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And my dad finally just like. He could barely take two questions. Yeah, he answered like John Wayne would almost. Yeah, yeah like, listen, pal. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. do you get hard when you see right. a, a guy? And I'm like, no. Do you get hard when you see a woman? Yeah. Right. And there you go. And that was it. Never brought up again. And then my mom tried to do the, like, but we're proud of you no matter what. Like, you know, which was, that's nice. That's nice. But no, um... I, I, but as to why I would throw it in my friends' faces, I don't know. I, there, there, there's a problem I do, which is like I will, I will do a joke and I will just never fess up to it. And then way, way after the fact, it's like, no, no, it was a joke. And it's, right. it's like it almost Kaufman-esque in that sense. And it's like, oh, Brent. So you're comparing yourself to Andy Kaufman? Uh, you told no, I'm just that. using that as an example. I'm <laughs> using that as an example. <laughs> Just use that as an example yeah. where you can't, you don't know if it's true or not. When did you decide that you needed to, to, to pull it back and tell people, oh, it was a joke? I mean, like, it what was, was the breaking point? It, it, I think it was much later. It yeah. was, no, that was the thing. It was much later because y- y'all would occasionally make jokes about it. And then finally, when it was like, once that whole guy, like, once that period of my life had gone by and I was self confident, it was out there and, you know, scoring chicks on my own, it kind of hit me like, yeah, you know, I, I know definitely that I'm not. Se- you know, sexually attracted to dudes, yeah. and um, so I knew for sure at that point. But then it would be brought up in conversation, or when we'd like rag on each other. Occasionally, it'd be brought up, and it would finally get to the point where I was like, maybe I should just tell them that this never happened. And then it was just fun for me to just just to, just to say in the most honest and plain way because I did it to Neil one time, and Neil didn't have any rebuttal, and I kind of was like, oh, Neil's thinking about this because I was just like, yeah, that never happened. 
if you look at the facts yeah. and you actually think about it, it never happened. The guys from Canada, I think we had, I said we had the love of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation or something like that. And then, I, I mean, it was all made up, made up details. Even y'all can't remember the details. I'm having to remind you of the stuff I made up. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's surreal to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but um, there is a story, though, i got to tell you all about. I just want to say really quick, to, like, before Neil and I are painted as homophobes, I mean, it is kind of a weird thing to think about you getting head by a Canadian man in the parking lot of Books a Million. I mean, it is a really weird story. Like, yeah. even the homosexuality aside, like, just the Canadian element in yeah. Books a Million parking lot, like, all those components, that's why it became legendary or whatever. I mean, it was used as a Facebook comment. Really? Like so, at some point, yeah, Neil Neil made some comment where it's just like, yeah. don't don't want him getting head in the parking lot of books a million, Brent. So, <laughs> is this uh, so? Now you're going to tell us that there actually was a homosexual experience. A couple years ago, it was about I would say two. Oh, I can't remember what year exactly. So early aughts. I was, we'll say 2003. Just yeah, help it. Um, I was still trying to put people online. I found a couple. That would want to like fool around, and I said, uh, "They're like, yeah, you want, you, you know, you want to hook up, you want to hang out." I said, "Sure, like that," but I had to kind of play up the fact I was sort of into dudes too, right, right. But I, and at that point, I was just like, and I think after all the talk we've had, we maybe have a little bit of an addiction to, when it comes to sex. But I was just sort of like, oh man, like. I'll figure a way around the guy thing, but if, if, especially if the girl demands it, I'll just be like, ah, just, this is new to me, you know. I'll just be like really like naive. But I got there, and the guys like there, like it was boxers, like come on in. And they're, they're, it's okay, nice, nice, nice guy, kind of, kind of very southern, very southern. But uh, he was watching some kind of uh, porn with this gigantic orgy in some kind of other country, like Rio de Janeiro, three hundred people orgy. And I was like, uh, where's so-and-so? Where's the girl? I can't remember their names. And uh, she was actually taking a shower and getting ready, as he put it. But he was like, come on, watch this movie with me. But he just started kind of like just whacking it right there, like getting ready, kind of giving himself a fluffing. And then kind of like you need some help, and he started. I let him. I let him do it, and it was just, it was pretty funny. It was just like literally letting him let it flop around, you know. Like he didn't do anything. It was just sort of like there. But I let another man touch it. And really? Didn't really react at all. And then the girl came out, and we were just like, all right, like let's let's do this. Let's she watch as that. No, she was taking a shower. Yeah. And getting getting ready for okay. it. So it wasn't for her benefit. It wasn't for her benefit. It was for his benefit. Yeah, yeah. And I was just sort of like, hey, this is... Yep. Then he never questioned it. He never said anything. He just right. sort of was like... Right, right. All right. And he was like, oh, here she is. And then it was... I was able to do that, and I did the quick... So, oh, gotta go. Brian, I need to remind you, too, that this is a... Uh, How do you do the quick, I gotta go? Did you fuck her? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, you, I didn't say that part. I was like expecting you to be like, "Hey, I gotta go." Yeah, I fucked her, <laughs> and then we made chit chat. And it was just sort of like, because I mean, I think no matter who you're with, it's always kind of an awkward experience when there's another person involved or a couple, and it just like, kind of I can't speak from experience. Uh, <laughs> you make it sound like it's so normal to like. Uh, well, I mean, other people, there's other people in the world who do it. I'm just no, I'm saying it's you awkward. make it sound like it's very common for you to, like, have sex with someone in front of another person, and, oh. like, you have to have small talk afterwards. Well, it's like, happened. I've never had that problem. Yeah. Uh, it's happened a couple times. There was, the, there was one girl I had sex with, and her husband watched. 
And that was really awkward. That was actually another really awkward experience because what he did was his thing, this guy's thing, was that he liked to get... This is a totally different couple, by the way. This guy liked to get under (laughs) and eat her out as I'm about to... As I'm about to come. Because I'm pounding her. How are you meeting these are people you meet online? Oh, it was all online. Yeah, it was all online. Is this like pre-social networking? I guess so. It was before Friendster. I know that much. So this is like AOL, IM yeah, style. Like how many of those did you have? Oh, oh God, man. Uh, you mean like couples or... Uh, just anything. Anyone online, uh, including phone sex? No. Just meeting. I mean, meeting people. Oh, just meeting people? Uh, uh, I would go with... Five or six? Uh, that's not like a bad situation where you got no, not no bad, no, no bad, no, no bad situations. But, oh wait, there was one bad situation. There is this old couple, and they said in the profile like we're a little older, but we're looking for you know young you know young dudes who want to you know come fuck my wife in front of me and stuff like that. And I'm just sort of like. Um, yes, like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I was just kind of, just had some time to kill before work. <laughs> I was like, I, and I felt like, you know, for her outside. I made it happen. I get there, and it's this, he's a very older-looking guy. Very, he, ah, just like a goon from a 1940s kind of crime film. Just really big, very puffy kind of face. Like, he, yeah. like he'd taken a hit or two. And he was like, you like the older meat? Or something like that. He said something kind of weird like that. And I was just like, uh... Yeah, and then as he's taking me to the room, the chick's laying in the bed. Uh, there's wife, but she's so much older looking. Mm. Like it hits me. It's like the sun's hitting her. And she look, and maybe maybe it's just the way I look, but she looked mummified to me. It was like, hey, like I'm waiting, like kind of thing. And I just was like, I can't do this. <laughs> just oh, I wow. can't do it. And I didn't, I didn't even give him a chance to be weird about it or you know, apologize. Like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And I just walked right out, got in the car. And I went to Cracker Barrel and had lunch. And they went to work. Which they showed up at work. They didn't know I worked there, but I wanted to run into them after the fact. And they were, like, buying a book. And you could see the realization on their faces. Like, oh, it's that guy that, you know, was going to have sex with us. But he freaked out and left. What book were they buying? I don't remember. Maybe a how to get younger dudes, how to pick up young dudes. I don't know. Um, so let's let's do one last round. Neil, do you have a, a third story? The fourth as uh, Brent being a man. Where there was one I was thinking about that kind of goes into what we were just talking about. Um, the gangbang. That's the, one of the big ones that I remember. Mm-hmm. That was. Uh, you met some. Was it a couple online? It, it was the same couple that let the guy, the guy that ate her out when mm-hmm. I was having sex with. It was that was, that was that couple. Ah. Yeah, it was that couple. That, that was after the gangbang. I came back, came back around because I'm that. I'm just that sad. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, it was AOL still. It was AOL chat, and she was. It was literally like I'm having a gangbang. Meet me at this hotel and blah blah blah. And I knew about it, and I and I I was one of those things where I was like, I can't do that. I just I can't do it. But it was one of those things that it haunted me. Haunted me. Was this early on in your... This was after the prostitutes, right? It was right around the time I quit with the prostitutes, yeah. Uh, I would say... Let's say... Shit. I had, it was Ethics of Star Trek. I was just... I was trying class. to get a mindset. Were you still kind of innocent? Or... 
was, this, was, this, was this really a fucked up situation? Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh yeah, it was, I can't believe I'm doing this kind of thing. But I was well aware that I was what I was walking into, and you, you're paranoid on the idea of that. A, people are going to see me naked. The bunch of dudes are going to see me naked, and then B, uh, cops could bust this up. I mean, I don't think there's anything illegal officially, but. It could be drugs. I mean, someone, well, yeah, that, and someone was filming it. So, I mean, that, that, they, maybe they have, like, some kind of law against that in Tennessee. Like, you can't film porn or something, you know. So, yeah, um, she promoted it online. I tried to ignore it. Um, I was taking a, a, a class about the ethics of Star Trek. It was like a, phil, a, phil, a philosophical class using Star Trek episodes as a starting point to talk about right. philosophy and ethics. And, uh,. I spent this day watching Star Trek the motion picture, trying not to get in the car or try, you know, I was like just trying to keep my attention focus on that. Focused on that. And instead I was like, Oh, I'm going. Yeah. So I went down to the hotel and it was off of it's off it was off of Church Pike where it's parallel with the sixty five south or sixty five north in general. So uh, I get there and it was kind of, I just felt horrible immediately because you could see all these people in cars and trucks just kind of sitting there leering, looking around, waiting, ready, waiting to pounce. And I was like, I'm better than these people. <laughs> I'm better than these people. Like I said, I actually said that to myself. Like, listener, how how old are you? I just let's see, it was 2002, so uh, 24 maybe 23. Right. That's, it was 21 and 99, so, right. yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, so finally I went, well, I'm just going to go get some gas. Because I need gas. There's a gas station across the road, so I went there and got gas. Come back, and people are, and yeah, I come right back. Like, I'm saying, I'm just going to get gas, but of course I drive right back across. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what, this is a joke. And then she described her car, and, it, and the car pulls up, she gets out, and all these guys simultaneously get out of the cars in the parking lot of this hotel. And I'm like, well, I'd be a fool not to check the, to see what happens. Like, this is a, these are stories that I can write about one day. And uh, so I follow them in, and they're all getting the, the, the best part is when they got the keys, the guys just staring at all. Because, no, they didn't hide it. It wasn't like, you know, y'all come up two at a time. or but It was like 20 guys just walking with this girl and her, hus- and her husband. And just walking up to get the keys to the room, and like la 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 la, and the guy's like, "What are y'all? What are y'all doing?" Like he's working the you know the counter, and we were like, uh, I think someone just said, "Oh, we're having a business meeting." Mm. <laughs> so we go up there, and she's waiting for a particular drink. Like she gets in there, and everyone's just like, "Let's let's get this going," and um, she's like, she's waiting for a particular drink that she has to have. I think it wound up being a uh, rehypnol, huh? Rehypnol? No. What is that? A date rape drug? <laughs> I think she needs... Well, I don't know. She, maybe she needs some painkillers. You know? Uh, I think... No, it was like tequila or whiskey. It was a specific type of drink. So then, what you get to do is you get to kind of look at the rogue gallery of people. And there's a guy that's like... He's obviously a businessman. He's got these fancy cufflinks. He's like probably on break from work. And he's just sweating. He could be even married and have kids. But you can just tell he's like... Like really nervous. Uh, there's one guy that's just like acting like he's the coolest guy in the world. Like, oh yeah, man, I've been with a thousand girls. And then you just got these guys that are just like, I've got nothing better to do, and we're total sleazes. Mm. Which, and I'm not trying to act like I'm better than them, but that was just the way it looked. Meanwhile, it's just me gawky with my pal and my classes, just like never right. seen anything like this before. And um, so finally, they get there with their drink. Uh, there's these the guys filmed it. 
And uh, I, I, officially, I'm on camera. <laughs> Um, I have no, but they never made me sign anything. So if I am, they'd have to blur my face. And I've looked for this years have gone by. I've tried looking for it. I've never seen anything online that, you know, Google searches stuff like that. Haven't even found the footage. But when she was ready, she just got naked to go for it, and everyone went for every orifice. And it was and it was done in a very I don't want to use the word. I was about to say classy. Right. I don't know if you can use that term, but it was one of those things where it was sort of like. Uh, you can, uh, they, they were just like, okay, I have you on this end, and I have you on this end. It, it was actually, like, they, very nice and gentlemanly in how they handled it, as opposed to some movies where it's just like, we're going to hurt them. You know, they make it what, look like it's abusive. How many people had had their way with her before you got to it? I would say at least four or eight. Four to eight. Because you're talking about how it's each side. Yeah, yeah, they've got each side or like, you know, she had she would have a mouth. There was one I mean, I'm explaining this so you're not gonna be able to understand a visual, but one guy was actually taking selfies of himself as he's fingering her. Oh, like he had a digital camera. He's like ta- just taking selfies of himself. Like he's wearing those uh, these nineteen seventies type glasses, like you know those tan right. things, and he's just like he's a little bit older, but he's just like he's probably gonna look at those on his deathbed. Like I lived a life. <laughs> so did you just uh, go for the most traditional? Uh, did you just have intercourse? Oh yeah, yeah. Just, that yeah. was the end of yeah, it. Yeah, I had to call them and everything. And did you leave right when you were done, or did you oh, yeah. hang out for a while? Well, yeah, I did hang out for a while, but this is this is where it gets kind of funny. Um, first of all, the guy that was dressed like really nice, like that looked like a businessman, like he, he like hung his clothes on the bathroom door, and then like he did what he did. Then he was just getting dressed, and like it was like he just had a day at the gym. Right. He had like in, like my lunch hour, I go to the gym, and then it's just him like brushing his hair, fixing the collars, and putting uh, putting the clothes back on. So I've gotten dressed up, but I've dressed back up, and I was just thinking, like, oh, man, like, it's really not that hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when it comes down to it, it really wasn't that hot. There's, like, 10 other, 20 guys there. I know, like, 20-some-odd guys, how many, uh, like, actually went through with it? Were there some? I think all of them. I think there was one guy that was nervous, and the guy that kept talking, like, he, you know, he's been around, it was his friend. He was like, you're going to do this. Mm. I think the guy's just like, I just want to go. And his friend like you're gonna do this, you're staying like that. And, yeah. um, at that point, I was like, I'm leaving. And uh, they had a, one of those adjoining rooms, and um, I start going out, and I notice that they have a fridge, and I notice a bunch of empty beer cases. So I open up, there's a bunch of fucking beer, like a ton of beer, like no one's watching it. So I'm like, I'm taking a bunch of this fucking beer, and I took like, I would say about eight. I took at least uh, two two twelve packs worth. I was carrying them. Got out. No, I made sure no one was watching. Stole them all. You know, took the empty empty cartons and put the beers in them, and then just went running out. And uh, about and then well, actually, I was walking, and then it hit me halfway through. Like, what if this was backed by the mafia? <laughs> like some kind of paranoid thought went through my head. So then I just started running, and I'm running with these two 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 uh, six packs of beer, mixed matched beer, and like get in my car, and it's sort of like. Never gonna tell anyone this happened, and then I went over to Neil's to drink beer, and I think I probably told Neil immediately. Really, <laughs> I, did, did, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so how exactly do you think these stories don't add up to you being a man whore? I didn't get paid. So that's that's your thing, is. I mean, well, a whore the definition paid. of a man whore. A man whore would involve money, I would think. I mean, that's that's the term of a whore. I mean, is it? I. I we could look it up. It's going to be used interchangeably with it. Yeah, I mean, it, well, that's the thing. It is used interchangeably because it's insulting. But I don't know. I, th- I thought you have to you have to take. Uh, it I just like the way man. man what? Sounds. Brent's correct. Horror is uh, technically defined as a prostitute. 
Um, so it's a derogatory term for for a prostitute. Mm-hmm. But but Brent, I mean, uh, Neil's correct though that it's used kind of interchangeably as well. Uh, yeah, but in slut. I mean, that, well, yeah, you can call me a slut. I, I can understand that. Man slut. Yeah, man slut's acceptable. Uh, you can't really use whore because money wasn't exchanged, and then it's a derogatory thing, which just makes y'all kind of you know it makes y'all kind of jerky. So what about would since you paid for sex? So I paid for sex. Does that make you kind of inadvertently a whore, or like in a, a roundabout way? No, it probably just makes me sleazy. Yeah. But, I mean, we all have our secrets. I mean, everyone does things they're not proud of. I mean, I know I wasted money. It was a really sad period yeah. in my life. There's relationships that were just ruined because I couldn't commit because I was too busy throwing the money down on someone else, you know? Throwing money down when I could have gotten it for free. It's just it's very silly. I mean, it's a, it was a really sad, sad period. I mean, no, I mean, it was a good, good time too. I mean, I don't look back. At, no, I don't look back at it like, oh, I wasted all this time. But I mean, the older I get, the more I'm like, I could have done, <laughs> I could have done better stuff with my time. Red white man or we talk about our biggest uh, quitting job experiences, right? Yeah. Okay. So Neil, how about you start us off? What's your biggest exodus from a job? The biggest one, or the only one really, where I quit was uh, at Arby's, my first job, where uh, my girlfriend at the time was also working. And uh, (laughs) she was trying to give me free fries, I remember. Like, I I wasn't working, but she was working, and she was trying to give me these fries. I I wanted some fries, but she kept... uh, trying to give them to me for free. I was like, no, let's not do that. You know, blah, blah, blah. I was the, the, the scared one. Like, let's, let's not do that. We'll get in trouble or something. But she, uh, she did it. And then there were people behind us as well. And then the manager called us like in the middle of it. And I was like, shit. And, uh, so she, the manager at the time reprimanded her like right in front of everybody. It was a big, it was a real embarrassing scene. And uh, as soon as that happened, uh, uh, I went back to the back and was like, I quit. And, and I was, did, that was it. Did, so the manager reprimanded your girlfriend. But yeah, yeah, she was like, she was like, this is stealing, and she got all self righteous about it. It was pretty, it was pretty ridiculous. Did, uh, did you? Because there, there were customers behind us, it was really embarrassing. Did, did you walk out in defense of the girlfriend, or were you walking out because it was just like, this is bullshit? I have to deal with it. Um, I guess maybe a little bit of both. Okay. I was just kind of like. Uh, I mean, I guess I also felt guilty, too, because if I was like, if I just taken the fucking fries, then it <laughs> probably, probably wouldn't have gotten called. But uh, I guess I, I, in retrospect, I wish I was a little bit more mature about it and actually went above her head and been like, hey, you know, she shouldn't have done this in front of the customers and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I probably could have gotten her in some trouble. Uh, but I did. On, on my exit interview, you got to write down stuff. I did uh, write down that I was being sexually harassed at uh, at Arby's. <laughs> Just to be it. Well, no, I mean, they talked about sex a whole lot. I, I, like, in, uh, my manager was a girl that um, she made remarks about me being attractive and stuff, so I was like, fuck it, no. Is, is this the, hold on, is this the same manager? Because at one point, Nic- Nicole was, the, can I say her name? Is that okay? Yeah, okay. Nicole was the girlfriend. Was she um... Didn't she have some kind of beef with the manager? Too? Didn't she show back up and, and shoot her with a super soaker? Yeah, that was a totally different manager. Yeah, that was, was after you quit. That was after I quit. I think she was still working there, and 
I, I, I don't know if that was the manager or not. I think that was some other girl that she had a uh, beef with. A beef with. In retrospect, Nicole was uh, pretty dramatic about stuff and yeah. caused a lot of trouble. So it was probably. I, I, it probably wasn't worth it quitting Arby's for, <laughs> for all that. Uh, my my favorite my favorite um, job that I, that I quit um, was I worked at a movie theater uh, called Rivergate Eight. I worked there, then I quit in, on good terms and went to another job, and then I quit that job, which is an embarrassing story in its own own right. But I, I, I like this one better. Um, so I went back to Rivergate, and I worked there from I guess about August of '96 till about, about Christmas time, and I used. My grandmother, who was in the early throes of Alzheimer's, to get out of having to work Christmas time, I said, "We don't know how long it's going to be. We're going. To, I'm going down to Florida to see my, my grandparents and spend the Christmas with them. I need two weeks off, and it's a very busy time for a movie theater, the holiday season." But they're like, "Okay, here you go." And then I just stayed. I stayed in town. Like I lounged over at Neil's house. I lounged at my house. I watched movies. I did absolutely nothing, and. Um, one thing led to another, and uh, I had to go back to work. I was actually going to try to get out of going to work the the day I was supposed to be back. And um, we had, like, someone we knew call and try to be like, yes, when does Brent have to be back at work? And try to make sound all authoritative like he was a parent and yada, yada, yada. They were like, yeah, Brent, Brent's due back tomorrow. He better not be trying to get out of work. He, like, they kind of knew. And they, and they were desperate. They were like, it was a really bad movie season, I guess. They were just like, a ton of people were there for the holidays. And they were making us work, like, 12-hour days straight for, like, six or seven days straight. And at the time, I thought in my head, like, there's something illegal about this. They can't be making me work this, this many hours, this many days straight. Like, I, there's got to be some kind of yeah. work law against it. But I'm not smart. Well, I wasn't smart enough. And B, I was probably, and I could be right, but at the same time, I was like, I'm also young. I haven't put in my due. They probably know more than me, so I'll just put up with it. And then I think after doing a shift of it and realizing that I'm going to have to be doing this for like seven, eight days straight. And by the way, this is a Sunday. <laughs> I went to the manager and was like, yes, uh, when will I be able to take my break? Because I have to do an interview with UPS. <laughs> On a fucking Sunday. And she just looks at me like, I'm like, are you fucking stupid? And she just looks at me, and just, that's the look she gives me. She goes, you'll take your break when we can give you one. We've been, we've been very busy, and everyone has to make sacrifices. I said, I understand. And then I walked right out. <laughs> I quit, like, on the spot. And uh, that was that was that was kind of like the the, the fault. That was the winter of Brent because it was like I quit college. I, my dad taught me to join community college for one semester. I quit that, and then I and then I quit my job. And my dad was my dad's logic was well, as long as you're working and I don't have to worry about paying you, I, I give you know I, I live with the fact that you quit the the job, you know, the the school thing. And then it's like now you don't have a job. You're just literally going to be laying around leeching. <laughs> It was so bad, and like, but I still thought I was like the coolest. Like, I was just the the biggest badass in the entire world. Because I just no, I'm serious. I yeah. thought I was a badass because I was like, I'm leaving you all in the lurch. Fuck you, and yeah. then walked away. And uh, yeah, after the fact, they're like, "Where's Brent? Did he?" And then like the girl that I went and tried to find when I was getting my break, she said, "Did he fucking walk out?" And then that was that was the end of the story. That was I, they still let me go to free movies for a couple months after. Wow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Mine is uh, for a little while worked as a veterinarian technician, 
And uh, basically the whole job was I held down animals while they got shots to include being put to sleep and whatnot. You know what I mean? So it was, like, not a very fun job. Also, there was, like, a big freezer we put all the dead animals into because eventually they would be collected and cremated and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it just wasn't a very fun job. Plus, I'm not a big animal person, especially when I was younger. Um... So uh, you look like you want to ask something. Well, kind of. Well, uh, so you were there for the when they put them out. Yeah. Well, it would kind of help that you're not an animal lover. Yeah. Uh, no. No. It's more just like, uh, like I don't really know why I took the job in the first place. Like I think I was kind of encouraged by my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. She was a big animal person, so she was like, "I would love this job," but I just I don't really care for animals that much. So I, I didn't like it in general. But then also just. The idea of, you know, putting all these animals to sleep and all this stuff. You're right. Now I probably wouldn't really, it would probably bother me very much at all now. But when I was young-ish, it, it, you know, because I think I was 22, 23, it, it did bother me a little bit. But anyway, I just didn't really like the job in general. So I just stopped showing up. Um, I didn't call out or anything like that. I just didn't show up. And uh, it dawned on me that I still had one last paycheck due or whatever, and you had to pick them up physically. Uh, and I didn't want to go. Like, I was too chicken shit to go and pick up the, the paycheck. So I convinced my girlfriend to, A, call them with the excuse that we came up with, okay? Which, here's the excuse. Um, my sister was in a car accident, <laughs> and, I'm, and I moved, like, I had to go back out of state you know, for the emergency of the car accident and care for my sister, right? Okay, so it's like the biggest lie possible and the most, like, I mean, just, I mean, this is a really terrible thing to tell someone, right? But, so she called and told them that. It wasn't even me that did that, right? And she said, you know, considering the emergency, would you mind if I come, you know, I'm his girlfriend, do you mind if I show up and pick up the check? And they agreed to it. They are like, okay, you know, that sounds awful. Yeah, of course, you can come and pick up this check. So my girlfriend at the time went to this place and showed up randomly and said, I'm, you know, I'm Craig's girlfriend. Do you have his check? And the lead veterinarian came out, and he gave her the check and hugged her and said, like, please tell Craig that we're all praying for him. You know what I mean? Like, very, you know, very encouraging. Like, he's a really good guy, and we just... We just want you to know, you know what I mean, that we're pulling for him, and, and please tell him, you know, we hope everything works out. Um, yes. At this point, yeah. when the, the vet is hugging your girlfriends and yeah. we're praying for him, what are you doing? I was playing Civilization Three on my computer. I didn't even, like, I wasn't even, like, in touch with her or thinking about it or anything like that. I was just playing a video game on my computer, yeah. yeah. So, like, if we were filming this, the split screen would be you just right. playing, playing a computer game and she's getting hugged by your, your ex-boss, right. like, yeah. we're praying for him. Because she was, like, a very, you know, not a super social person, didn't really like big social, yeah. you know. So I, I just can't imagine the, the, psych, the psychology of this woman walking in. I mean, she was, like, 19, 20 years old, and having to tell this huge lie to all these people, these adults, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, like... <laughs> and it didn't work out. Oh, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just look back on that. I just can't believe, like, the thought process where I thought that was an okay thing to do. Like, I mean, I knew it was kind of weird, and, but I thought it was kind of like, eh. Well, I mean, you know, it, it could be worse. But, you know I mean, like, I didn't really stop to think, like, how terrible it was and how easy it would have been just to say... So I didn't, you know, I didn't give you guys a notice. I got another job. Um, is it okay if I come by and pick up the check? Like, I could have just easily done that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And said, yeah, I, the schedules didn't link, link up. I had to start immediately, and I'm sorry I didn't call. I've been very busy. Can I come pick up the check? Because I can't, like, legally hold it 
You know what I'm saying? Like I like I think they still would have given it to me. I like that both of our stories involve using loved ones that are actually. Oh, absolutely. Like your yours was just un, un you know mm-hmm. there was no no truth to it at all. Mine was actually honest. Like yes, my grandmother had Alzheimer's and I'm going to spend Christmas with her. And right. it was like no, mine was just like yeah. a horrifyingly awful. Like why oh. I would bring up a car accident with my sister. Uh, which I also that era I also used my sister as an excuse like uh, I said that she had recently had a baby and I needed to be there like for the birth I guess I don't know like I and I called out the cut the cord I don't know like I just needed to be there for some reason and they were like why you're just her brother why do you need to be there and I was like we're very close click like you know what I mean like I used that during that era too to call out from a uh, stock boy position I had at a grocery store yeah yeah, um, one time, one time I overthought quitting. Yeah. Like I overthought it, and it was one of those things where um, what happened was I was working at a, a UPS. This was the job after the movie theater job, and uh, I think I worked there maybe three, four weeks, and it was just it was not working for me because um, I'm a lazy, lazy piece of shit. And yeah. I woke up one morning. I'm still living at home with my parents, and I still have like I'm not joking. I guess uh, I have the mentality of a child still. I woke up. I'm like, I'm going to quit my job. I don't want to work at UPS. I'm done. And, and I pretty much told my mom this, like an idiot. Like, I'm going to quit. Well, you're going to give them notice. And, mm-hmm. and, and it turned into one of those fights where I might as well have been a girl. I started crying. Like, no, I haven't done it. I live. Like, you know, and she's like, you're going to give them notice. And um, I wound up just driving around that day and uh, happened to hit Blockbuster uh, um, Video. Oh no! Like it doesn't matter. I, hit it. I went to this blockbuster video that was hiring and, and got it, got it, got 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 a, got a deal. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. just do an interview, but you're pretty much hired. But you got to come in and do the interview later. But you're, you've got it. I said okay. So I went to work, and I'm like, instead of just being manly, just man up and go, I quit. This is not working for me. I like yes, I got engaged with my girlfriend, and we're moving to Knoxville. That's where she goes to college, and I'm going to be the manager of a blockbuster. It's just better pay, and I'm not going to live up here anymore. Oh wow! And they're like, wow, okay. And, and their, their, their turnaround is pretty bad, I guess. Right. And uh, like the they, like the first week when you're hired for UPS, they they do this big first of all their interview process is pretty hardcore for something so simple you would think you think it'd be easy like you want to load boxes go ahead but instead they're like really adamant like why do you want to work here why do you think it would be for you like I think they, they try to stop the turnaround thing from the beginning mm. and uh, you know you of course lie lie through your fucking teeth because you want the fucking job and then I got the job and they spent a week with like really shitty videos and us having to fill out like tests and quizzes sure. you know trying to you know get around it and then they decide where to put you. So the guy that taught that class came running up to me like within a day or two, like like it was one of those things like he just came out of nowhere. I was like, You're quitting your job. Where, where you go? What's happening? Like why 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 you gotta go? And like I had to explain it again and like each time it was just, Yes, I'm getting married, I'm moving to Knoxville, I'm gonna be the manager of a blockbuster video. <laughs> yes. And um it, but it was one of those things that it, I guess it's a tight knit community for the area I was in. So people were coming up to me during like, you only get like a 10 minute break cause it's like four hour shift officially. And if you're lucky, you get a next shift and you know, you can stay over. But like, yeah, the people were coming up to me. So I heard you're getting married. Congratulations. No. And they're like, wow. do you want to try to do something? You want to go out or you're a little too young to go out to drink? Or you want to, 
you know, do you know what you're getting into? And, like, it was just everyone had, like, a question. They wanted to stick their nose into it. And it was just like... It's weird when, you, when you're when you young and you're quitting a job, you think there needs to be these big stories behind it, right? Yeah. Like, like, I don't really understand, like, why... Because now, logically, looking back on it, all you had to do, again, was to say, this isn't really working out for me. I'm looking for another job, or I have another job already. Yeah. And that, that's all you need to tell them. You don't need to give them the specifics yeah. of, it's a better pay, or whatever. You and, just, you know. and I probably would have fessed up. Yeah. But if someone really grilled you on it. Like, yeah. Oh, but, you know, no, no, no. I would have fessed up if no one... If no, if, but the problem was, the guy was like, why are you leaving? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And I already started... I already came up with a lie in my head. This Costanza-type lie that I was like, um, well, blah, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. And they're just like... I think I got my last paycheck and the guy and the guy started grilling me then. Like, I was supposed to come in. It was some guy I'd never worked with, but I'd heard stories. He was kind of a dick. And, like, I was just like, I'm sure to give him a paycheck. And... He kept asking me questions like, "So, wh- why are you moving to Knoxville?" I'm getting married, and where are you going? It's like, "I'm be like, where are you going to work?" I'm like, "I'm just being manager." Blah blah. like, "Could have stayed here." And blah blah. Like he told me like wh- how I could have worked my way up, and I just looked at him. And I wasn't. I just. It's probably the first time I ever was kind of addicted to someone I didn't know. <laughs> I said, "Just give me the fucking check." <laughs> I lost it. I just was done. Because I'd lied through my teeth, and here's someone just grilling me, and right. I just finally collapsed. I just give me my fucking check and walked out. And American Badass by Kid Rock started. <laughs> like, American Badass! And I just walked out in slow motion. So that, that was Quitter's Podcast. Thank you for listening. The verdict Brent is sleazy man slut? Yes. I still think he's a man whore. I'm not ashamed. So. Yeah. We're slut shaming, Brent. Yeah. Goodbye.